0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast. It's just Dino Ray Ramos right now because Amanda is not here. I'm not <laughs> going to do my Amanda impression. But David's here, though. Uh, Amanda is... Have it living her fabulous life in Portugal. I'm all telling her business, but um, yeah. but yeah, this this week's episode we have JD Pardo, who is the star of Mayans MC, which premieres tonight because we're dropping this it's September 4th. <laughs> I wanted to
0: know my burning question going into the podcast uh, was what does MC stand for? Uh, you find out in this episode. Uh, did you watch it? No, I'm oh. saying you find out in the
1: episode that we recorded right here. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 episode, yeah, yeah. You say it. So. You, you, you. Uh, JD, he had some interesting things to say. Like, yeah, he had a different opinion than I think a lot of the guests that yes, come on here do, and I appreciate it. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad. You know, it was. He, it's very it was very thoughtful in what how he framed his his view on inclusion and diversity. You know, um, and it was very I I, I was. I was kind of I, I was kind of impressed. I mean, not saying that he he's not impressive, but I was just like, oh, hmm,
0: makes you think. No, yeah, he did give uh, at least me something yeah. different to think about. Just yeah. sort of like another side of the same side. Yeah, if that makes any sense. You'll uh, you'll hear it in the interview. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, it was there, a- Yeah, and
1: his uh, his uh, character on. Mayans. His name is Easy, but his real name is like Ezekiel, but they call him Easy. Mm. I, I missed an opportunity to call him Eze throughout.
0: <laughs> I don't think you missed that opportunity. I think that was <laughs> that a was good thing that you be. didn't do that.
1: I mean, I'm just a, 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 a vessel of bad jokes, but um, yeah, JD was awesome. He's also been. He was in Twilight, the second part of Breaking Dawn. He was in uh, I think the Hulu series East Los High. Um, yeah, and in Mayans, which you'll see tonight if you watch on FX he it's his character I can't really say anything I mean that's what yeah, yeah. you said this
0: all throughout the show yeah. I can't say anything <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything
1: cuz it's just crazy the first episode so much stuff goes got, down yeah there's a you lot packed in you have to yeah. watch it well david you haven't seen it yet no yeah but it appears tonight so you'll watch it i will watch it <laughs> i've seen it And I, I actually watched it multiple times because there, there are things that you'll miss and uh, that I missed. And plus, I'm, I'm I'm pretty slow to catch on things, so I had to watch it multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, without further ado, here is JD Pardo. I guess we just want—we always just kind of start with like an origin story with our guest, and like, what made you want to become an actor and performer, and kind of who were some of your role models coming up?
2: So, as a, as a child, um, I was always fascinated by movies. You know, you go into the movie theater, and during that time, it was an experience, mm-hmm. right? And um, I was fascinated with like Indiana Jones and Jaws and these great movies, and I, I just was so taken by the world and you know then my my parents started to have some problems and my mother on on Fridays used to take my sisters and I to the video store mm. to rent uh we each got to pick a movie oh and
1: when video stores existed when video stores existed
2: <laughs> right um we would pick up a mo- each pick a movie and then we'd flip a coin and then we'd, um, you know, have to, you know, see who went first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like my sister would get, like, Anna Green Gables or <laughs> something Ice like Castles. Yeah, yeah. I'd get, like, Karate Kid or something. And I'd, um, I sometimes I'd have to sit through all of them. And I watched mm-hmm. all of them. And I just loved them. I loved all of them. I mean, I have Anna Green Gables in my collection now. <laughs> um, it, I was just so fascinated. I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And then around 13, um, my parents split up. My dad had left, and it was—I was just so heartbroken over it, and I was really angry. And I discovered a theater class when I was 15 um, at Van Nuys High. I took this theater class, and I—I I can't describe to you what I felt. I just knew at that point I had this desire to express everything that I was feeling, and it gave me an opportunity to be every anybody else but me. Mm-hmm and that's what i wanted in a very weird way yeah, yeah. right and uh so then when i was like 17 i i came out mm-hmm. uh it felt like coming out to my parents and letting them know that oh, <laughs> i wasn't going to go to school yeah, I it's be an actor, be an actor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coming out of I'm the actor closet coming out of the actor closet man
2: you know everyone's saying you can't do it you mm-hmm. can't do it no one makes it you know mm-hmm. it's it's um but that's what i did and uh then from there i i um You know, I found a manager that uh, took me, a management that took me under their wings and just uh, taught me about the auditioning process. And I was already, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go to some great school. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have the money for it, and I just didn't know how to get there from Panorama City. So I just studied actors and watched great movies and watched like behind the scenes and read interviews and uh, just like, like I'm just watching tape over and over and over and why they're doing certain things, why actors are making certain choices and just being fascinated by it. And that's how I built my craft, you cool. know, and then... Um, yeah, and then and then you know, just it's been a 16, 17 year yeah. uh, road, road, mm-hmm. long road uh, to get to this point, and now I'm here. Yeah. Oh wow, it's yeah. Been the so there's road, there's yeah. my acting backstory with a lot of stuff left out <laughs> just for time.
1: Were there certain like actors you looked up to?
2: Oh yeah, everybody. Yeah. Um, I looked up to Clark Gable okay. because Clark Gable. I had read uh, somewhere that. He had sort of like a higher pitched voice, mm. and he really had to work on his voice and bring it, bringing it, it down. It down yeah. um, and so I was like, "Oh, it's work. Mm. It's work." You, yeah, yeah. Like they, are not just perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, James Dean and mm-hmm. and Marlon Brando and um, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. Isla Toro. I mean, you name them. I can. Daniel De Lewis, and he's probably the one that I. I wanted to uh, approach my work like Daniel Day because mm-hmm. I love life, I love people, and yeah. I, that's what fascinates me is to create a character, to get in there and to play with my voice, to play with my body, mm-hmm. um, to really create a character to entertain people to, so that they don't see me, yeah. they see the character.
1: Yeah, so you, you have, like, kind of an extensive resume right now. You were in the Twilight Saga. You were in East Low's High. But we're here mostly to talk about Mayans MC. Um, it's in the Kurt Sutterverse. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the thing. I, I just coined that right now. <laughs> um, and it's a kind of a spinoff for, uh, uh, of Sons of Anarchy. Um and Sons of Anarchy was very like kind of embedded in like this Hamlet in leather and in that kind of there's something very Shakespearean about it. Um, and but Mind's MC is kind of I, I watched the the first episode and it's a totally different story. And I remember seeing you guys at the ATX festival, TV festival, and Kurt Sutter was like, "Oh, we do not want this to be a Latino Sons of Anarchy." Right. Um, but what would you say is kind of the the, the central theme of Mayans and, can, and and also just talk about you, who you who, who you play?
2: Well, I'll start with that because it's yeah. a little easier. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> central theme. Um, I play Easy Reyes. Uh, I guess you can say he's the protagonist of Mayans MC, and and um, he was a golden boy in his community. He was uh, he's, he's super intelligent. Um, going to Stanford, and has this photographic memory, has his high school sweetheart just enjoying life, and a tragic event happens, and it lands him in prison. Mm-hmm. And he spends years in prison, and when he comes out, that's where we, that's where the up. pilot starts, is, is that he's a prospect of the Mayans yeah. MC, Um he you're right it is very different it's yeah. it's uh you know Jack's Teller with sons sons of anarchy was interesting because there was like this fantasy element to yeah. it right there was yeah, like yeah. You know, you're just all automatically. Here's this motorcycle club, and and they are the kings. Mm-hmm. The, the charming is their kingdom, and Jax Teller is the prince. prince so yeah, yeah. Charming, and uh, I mean, he's he's riding in town with this smile and the cigarette, and mm-hmm. you know, he goes in town and buys a box of condoms. I think that have is like within the first <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't love that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and easy. Is uh is a prospect, yeah, starting at the ground level. not only that, he never wanted to be a part of the club. yeah this isn't something where he was handed handed down anything or mm-hmm. or um, you know he, he didn't have any dream to mm-hmm. be part of the club. He wanted to be far away from that world as possible. so yeah. uh, he's forced his hand is forced in this one. Um, as far as central themes go. You know you brought up the Shakespearean uh, you know, aspect to uh, the sons, yeah. to the sons of Anarchy. and I think with Mayans you know Kurt Kurt was really interested and he, he would talk to me about this that he was interested in how uh, somebody who is super smart n- not involved in like the crime world mm-hmm. um, what happens when they are a part of it yeah what happens uh, when you have somebody that intelligent mm-hmm leading a group. And so we're going to see that journey. Yeah. Um, but it it almost reminds me of The Godfather. You yeah. know, there's there's this element to that where it's like Michael Corleone who who was going who's a military man and going to school, his dad wanted him to be a lawyer for, you know, for the family, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to be a part of the family because he knew how bad the family was and what they did. Uh, so I think in the same way this is you find that Easy's an outsider who's who's being forced. He's being pulled into um, the Mayans MC uh, through his brother, who's a patched member. Um, but also, is, and you saw the first pilot. Yeah, There, we, are, yeah, there, are, can't, there like, are rules. Yeah, he's, there's <laughs> there's certain forces that are. You Can't
1: are, talk about the first episode without giving a lot away. You can't, right? Yeah, it's it because right. when I was watching, there's like twists and turns and surprises and the only thing you could say is that you're in this motorcycle club. That's it. Right. <laughs> and right. shit happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, there's this kind of constant conversation right now. You know, of course, we're New Hollywood and we talk about inclusion and diversity in, in TV and film. Um, with It's so interesting to me, the Latino representation in minds, but not only in minds, but in, you know, what's going on with, you know, Hollywood in general. What... Um, How do you think, what is your take on Latino representation today um, in TV and film, and how has it changed since you've been in the industry?
2: You know what's really interesting about, I get, of course I get asked this all the time, and I I do respect it. I I respect where it comes from because of the time that we're in. You know, there's a political atmosphere. Uh, where everything um, across the media and just what you read, everything has just become black and white. You're either on this side or you're on that side. Mm-hmm. If you support this, then you don't support that. That's a good way to put um, it. Yeah. And I don't, I try not to get involved in that because I don't believe in that. I don't believe things are just so black and white. For me as an actor, this has been very hard mm-hmm. to take on. Uh, because I'm an actor first, I'm mm. an artist. I right. always have been. This diversity push wasn't happening when I started acting. Mm. In fact, I didn't know racism until I entered Hollywood. So I find <laughs> it kind of funny that Hollywood's trying to do something about it. Yeah, um, and and it almost makes me feel cheapened. Mm. I feel like you know people are saying it, it almost comes across as if like oh, there's this diversity push, so that's why we got Mayans. Mm. You know, I've always just been an actor trying to be the best actor in the room. Mm. I've never. Um, I've played Caucasian mm-hmm. roles. I played Jewish roles, I've played half black, half white roles, I played Mexican roles, I' played Puerto Rican roles, I played everything. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden there's like a label that's being stamped on, on my head, and, and I 'm supposed to check some diversity box or yeah. something like that. So on one end, it's really hard for me, mm-hmm. because back then, you could just call your representation. And say, hey, so and so is, like for Spider Man, for example, with Tobey Maguire. So yeah. I found out that this was coming out. I didn't care what my <laughs> identity was. I wanted to audition for it. Yeah. And guess what? I didn't care that Toby had an offer for it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to audition yes. for it. Why? Because it was an opportunity to, to get into Sony, mm-hmm. it was an opportunity to get into the room, to be put on tape by yeah, a yeah. casting director who had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. And that's how you created relationships. Yeah, yeah. Today, if I tried making that call today, oh no, 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 no! Uh, the lead is 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 uh, we have a special role for the for the Latino yeah. actors. It's called Roberto, <laughs> and Roberto is a strong role, not big, but he's got five lines. <laughs> and somehow, it blows my mind that people are excited about that. Yeah, it's it's given you a place. It's shown you exactly where you are on that ladder. Yeah, you know. So there is no where where I feel like a lot of art is lost, a lot of the craft is lost, a lot of that networking is lost. Where you can meet a casting director, if you're not right for something, you can meet directors, build those relationships. That's all gone. Yeah. Because guess what? If you're not Latino and it's not a Latino role, you're not getting in that room. Mm -hmm. So that is one side of it. The other side of it is that it is giving people a lot of opportunity oh, out there yeah. that didn't have the opportunity. And when I think about, you know, I was talking to, uh, some, uh, people on my team and we were talking about like, just making a joke about like all the Chris's, right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. So like Chris, all, like Pratt, Chris, 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 Pine Chris, Pine, Chris yeah, got, Pratt, got, yeah. Chris Hems, you know, Hemsworth, all this stuff. And, and, uh, it was something that Kurt Sutter said in an interview. He said when he was auditioning for Mayans that there was a limited pool of Latino actors to look at. And I mm-hmm. said, why? why? Why is there a limited pool? He mm-hmm. said, well, because the talent level is just not there. Oh, wow. And like, why? Why? There's so many of us, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. We're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I see them constantly at auditions. But then it hit me. Mm-hmm. It's the lack of opportunity. Yeah, you know, with that's why you have all these Chris's because there's an opportunity <laughs> for all these Chris's. There isn't all these opportunities for Latino actors, and and you need to work. That's how you build relationships. That's how you hone in on your craft because there's a lot of distractions on set. Mm. You learn about the camera. You learn about staying in character. Uh, directors work with you, and then they want to give you another job. So yeah. it is so complicated that that. I just know how I feel about it. I just don't have the
1: answers. No, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, like, I see both sides of what you're saying. I mean, the Latino community is not just one community. That's the thing. It's like, it's with, like, Asian Americans, too. And, you know, um, you can't have a unifying story telling, you know, one Asian story. Same same with Latinos. Right. And it's about opportunity. But I totally see where you're coming from. It's kind of like the whole tokenism thing versus, you know, um opportunity. Yeah. That that, that kind of there's this fine line between the two
2: that you you can't really explain. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm hundred percent Latin. My father's Argentinian, my yeah. mother's El Salvadorian. Yeah. Um I just I w- I'm an artist. I'm an actor. I'm a storyteller, and I was doing this before that stuff was coming yeah. out. And now all of a sudden, it's placed this label upon me. And um, whether it's fair or not fair, uh, I have to respect it. And um, and it's forcing me to figure out how to how to take action with it. Now, yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's like well, also it's like Mayans is
1: bringing a different narrative to the table. Absolutely, w- which is which is really good because. And I, I really liked at ATX when Kurt was just like, "This is not a Latino Sons of Anarchy," and it shows in the first episode, like right off the bat. So, um, it, and even though it, you know it's really embedded in the Latin, Latino community, and there's even the imagery, you know, has a Dio de los Muertos kind of feel to it. It's still not a Latin show. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, because I think what what we want to do is. What I feel like makes this sh- this series, this sequel, uh, so interesting is that it is still the same world, the Sons of Anarchy. Mm. It just really feels like the camera lens has now shifted over from the Sons of Anarchy to the Mayans. Yeah, yeah. So with that, yeah, you are going to get cultural. There's a cultural difference mm. there, right? Um, the language is different. Uh, the The cartels that we're dealing with are different. Mm. Um, but it's uh, still dangerous and there's a lot of shooting. There's, a lot, there's, a, of there's guns, a lot of guns, a lot of action, there's <laughs> there's great bikes, um, you know, and I, I God, I, I just, and that's, you know, we're not trying to make, and Kurt said it so well that, you know, and I'm gonna butcher it, but we're not trying to make any sort of statement here. This isn't like FX said, oh, we, you know, we need to check the diversity box, so let's, let's go ahead and make Mayans this is sons of anarchy was an extremely successful show series mm-hmm. and um and there is a hunger out there for that to continue and that's where you're getting mayans and it's within the storytelling mm-hmm. so we want to create a great story and great characters so that regardless of your race you're tuning in and you're watching and you're being interested you know yeah. you're, you're interested in the story yeah
1: What are you currently binge watching, or what have you been binge watching?
2: Uh, I the last th- series I binge watched is probably Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Wait, was it like you just sat through the whole thing? No, just the last season. <laughs> okay. Although
2: the last two, last two, last maybe the last four seasons, maybe the last four <laughs> seasons. I, I. Who do you
1: think's gonna take the Iron Throne, or who do you want to take? Um.
2: I'd originally, I wanted Khaleesi to, but, but she really pissed me off with that whole, like, bend the knee, bend the knee, like it was oh, yeah. some bend the knee. What is that, bend the knee? Are you kidding me? So I was like, go Jon Snow, man. You, yeah. He's not going to bend the knee.
1: Well, yeah. What is that oh, all?
2: What, like, what? I she's, don't care if she's, she's the queen. Where is she that
1: has drag- come, well, bend like, the knee? My, my problem with her is is that like she's constantly reminding us that she has dragons, and we're like, oh, we get it. You have your yeah. dragons. Yeah. You're powerful. Yeah. Well... Yeah, one of them's not that one of them got jacked up but still yeah um um okay so uh, on, on my ends you you you're actually riding a motorcycle right. uh um we could go into how your training went into that and whatever but let's say someone like me who's never ridden a motorcycle mm-hmm. before or anyone else any of our listeners what kind of advice would you give someone who's like oh, i want to be a i want to Buy a motorcycle and become one of these people, Where like you know, be a motorcycle rider. What kind of advice would you give? Well, you could definitely do it because I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, and, and uh, you look comfortable on on. on, on I feel that. great. Yeah. I feel great on a bike now. <laughs> uh, part of that is just being an actor and mm. and you know knowing that I have to really believe it mm. and uh, knowing that I have a there's a whole like you know motorcycle culture out there. Yeah, that really is into the show and, and and you know they don't want to be they don't want to find out that I'm being pulled on some sort of trailer. <laughs> Do you have a motorcycle like an actual I a- for me at my in my home, no, okay. I don't. Um I since I started on the show learning how to ride, I figured that I would let this go for you know, if we if we get picked up for a second season, no. then I will be getting a bike. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. But I would just tell the listeners that I mean the only the only thing I know is just doing what I did, which is Go to, go to a Harley shop. They have Harley School. Uh-huh. I did that for a weekend. It's not that expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a Saturday and Sunday course. You, you spend half the day in a classroom and then the second half of the day um, uh, in a parking lot working with cones and going over like what you're going to be tested on. And then at the end of that weekend, you take your permit test. Uh-huh. So now you have your permit and then you can just make an appointment to DMV and just take a written test. You don't have to take the actual physical test oh, wow. anymore. And there you go. You are licensed. You're,
1: you're a licensed motorcyclist. Hop on that bike. Yeah. Um,
2: just not in LA because yeah. LA's crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so here, another question. Um, so you're banished to a desert, deserted island, right? Okay. You're only allowed one item of food that will last you forever and one movie. What, what are the, those two things? One item of food. Like one food, food that you'll, you'll eat but they'll keep delivering it to you on a monthly basis. They'll keep delivering it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever this person puts you on this desert dessert, uh, And in one movie, there's a DVD player. And then there's a, you only are allowed one DVD. Oh,
2: man. But can I – I won't get sick? No, you won't get sick. Like from eating the same food? No, 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 Oregon? no.
1: Well, yeah, no, you won't get sick.
2: Okay, so then it would probably be um, – uh, Man – it could be yeah. anything. Probably sushi. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, but see, but I, that's why I want to make sure I don't get poisoned, like <laughs> oh, the no, mercury you'll be poisoning. Not. The sushi will be, you know, bought in from a very reliable like place, Like, wherever I want it from. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that and then um, that's a good answer because so, okay, good because it's a variety. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of fish. I
1: didn't specify. So you didn't sorry. specify. <laughs> um, and then one movie.
2: And then one movie
1: that oh, you'll watch so... for a lifetime
2: um uh, i guess the movie that i would watch i, I would say jaws i would, I would oh i, I just and watched you'd be that on a recently. deserted island yeah yeah <laughs> fish that fish theme oh it is yeah. like
1: a fish hey theme. it is fish theme. look at that <laughs> you, you did that without knowing. i guess you're going to sushi <laughs> um i was craving sushi the other night and i ordered a bunch and then when i when it finally came i i wasn't hungry I oh, don't no, no. <laughs> uh, So our last question is: Is there? A, we ask this to all our guests. Um, is there an underrepresented actor, a voice in the industry, producer, storyteller, you know, that is doing awesome things that you want to give a shout out to that isn't getting recognition that isn't in the
2: mainstream? Um, I don't know the specifics on uh, on this guy too much, just because I mean we worked together. On my end, uh, he's a big part of it. Richard Cabral. Oh yeah. Um, you know, first of all, he's such an amazing talent, and just his 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 story, uh, where he, you know, from prison to Hollywood, and the life that he was uh, living to now. I mean, he's such a soulful soulful man, and he. Um, he does a lot for the community Mm -hmm. you know and this is something that's really been on my heart lately because of the position that i've been put in with mayans and like what we discussed earlier with diversity you know i'm i'm asking myself well what can i do Mm -hmm. but um how do i sort of pay it forward how do i help out the youth or other actors um and and richard does a lot with um Gangs. Uh, he works at uh, does a lot of work at Homeboy Industries. He also um, he goes to prisons and he talks to inmates there, mm-hmm. uh, and and he also um, has like an open mic poetry reading whatever you want to do as artists, whatever, just come show up. Yeah, and yeah. Just get it out. And I'm just so impressed with this guy and everything that he does. Cause I've always felt like I've had to be put into a position where where oh somebody will actually care what I have to say yeah. or I have to have money to create sort of these foundations or whatever it is to give back and and he just does it. Mm-hmm. You know? He just does it. So cool. Check that guy out.
1: Yeah. And what, what's his character's name on the show? Uh Coco. Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's an awesome cast, including you. And, um, yeah, J.D., thank you so much for stopping by September 4th.
2: Thank you, boys. Yeah. Bend the knee. (laughs) Bend (laughs) the knee. Thank you so much, J.D. (laughs) Thanks.